Get fresh! With Jen is brought to you by Pet Grocer, the holistic health food store for your pets. Hi, it's Jen here at Pet Grocer with Sarah, and welcome to Get Fresh with Jen. Today we are going to talk about flea and tick. Imagine a little bit of itching and scratching going on right now for you as you think about this wonderful spring season coming upon us and those creepy crawlies coming out trying to get onto our pets and onto us. So flea and tick is always a really um, controversial subject sometimes when it comes to how to make choices about how to take care of your pets and yourself for protecting yourself from these pests. The commercials have already started on the radio saying that Revecto and whatever the new version of it is that they're calling it um, is safe for your pet and get it today and here's a coupon and a discount and yet if you go online and do even the most casual of search to see the safety and efficacy of these products you'll discover that there is a lot of side effects there is a lot of damage that is done by these and the manufacturers completely agree with that they put it right into their inserts uh, into their warnings and when you're speaking with your veterinarian it's important to ask them about the side effects and about any adverse reactions and how you can deal with that because some of these adverse reactions are permanent Um, some of them are deadly and if your veterinarian is not giving you fair warning about that potential side effect then they're not giving you full informed consent As a consumer, it is our job to prepare both ourselves and our pets for safe choices. And the only way we can do that is to advocate for ourselves. And both human doctors and animal doctors are extremely busy. They want the best for your pets. They want the best for you. Quite often, the information that they're given is that the products are safe and effective. Go ahead and recommend this to your clients. They have the same access to information as you do, sometimes more, because they've got all the inserts that come with the products in their clinic. So go ahead and ask them, what are the potential side effects? What should I be watching for? Not just the the most common ones, but what are the more severe potential things? Because it's all well and good to say, okay, you know, only 2% of them will have a neurological reaction that lasts for a lifetime. But what if that's your pet that has that reaction? All of a sudden, it's very impactful to you. So just go ahead and and ask for some really good details, and then you can make a choice that is best for your family. Now, um, we at Pet Grocer get a lot of people who have already done their research on these products, and they are already aware of the challenges that are part of making that selection for their family. And they don't typically choose that as their method of control. So we get people coming in all the time asking us, okay, what are my alternatives? I'm, I'm nervous about using this product with this particular side effect. What are my options to keep my pets free from, from ticks and fleas? And luckily for us, there's lots of options. So some of the things that people look at are um, topical products, and we're going to get into that. But the first thing that we want to talk about is building a healthy immune system, because a good, healthy animal is a bad host. When you have a healthy, strong body, you're not a good host for parasites. You're not a good host for these pests. 
of course, we can't talk about a good healthy immune system unless we talk about diet. <laughs> so um, the number one thing to do is let's take a quick peek at our diet and make sure that we're making it as healthy as we can within my lifestyle and within my budget. If you're feeding a kibble product, this it can be as easy as adding in some fresh veggies into your food. Remove a little bit of the kibble, add in some fresh leafy greens, and you're giving a huge boost to that immune system already. If you are uh, a fresh food feeder, can't hurt to take a quick peek and make sure that you're reminding yourself that you want to rotate your proteins, rotate your manufacturers. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, make sure you're rotating up your recipe and including lots of omega-3s. Omega-3s tend to be really low in the, the majority of diets, including in human diets. Um, so just make sure you have an eye towards that. And there's lots of omega-3 options out there that we can have a whole nother podcast about one day. Um, but take a look at those omega-3s. So you've got a quick peek at your immune system in the body and you've decided that you have done everything that you're going to be able to do to make sure that that body is healthy and strong. Now you want to go out for a beautiful spring hike with your pets and make sure that you're not getting bitten by mosquitoes or getting bitten by ticks. And this is where we look at our topicals. So the number one thing that's out there is bug spray. We all know about bug sprays. Um, I would venture, a, I guess, that the vast majority of people have already tried different bug sprays. Nobody wants to use a DEET-based bug spray on pets, and preferably not on yourself either. There are a lot of really good, safer alternatives out there, and they're all very well documented. Lots of science behind them. If you do a, a Google search and take a look at um, the research that is done on bug sprays, you'll see that the vast majority of them contain the same typical compounds, which are certain essential oils. We, um, a lot of people are familiar with citronella as a popular one. Um, cedar is a popular one. Catnip is a popular one. Um, eucalyptus, lemon eucalyptus is a popular one. All of these different essential oils uh, are really well documented. Clove is another one to help with repelling insects and bugs and pests. They've even found through these studies that the combination of a few of them is more powerful than one standing alone as an individual. So there's, go on PubMed and you can see study after study after study after study, <clears throat> all with different um, results, but all of them basically coming down to the same thing. And that is that these essential oils are powerful and effective and generally considered safe. So if you have formulation company that is putting it together and making sure that you've got one that's safe for cats and safe for dogs and safe around babies and safe around humans, then you have a bug spray that can work for everybody. I will say that the vast majority of these sprays cannot be used near tropical fish. So if you have tropical fish or um, a fish pond outside, make sure that you are not utilizing these sprays near the fish. Um, Pet Grocer makes its own brand. And we were really lucky to have somebody who takes her dogs for walks uh, every day in the spring. And she tested it for us because every day these dogs would come back with ticks. And we tested and tested our blend until we found one where she would come back and she would see the ticks crawling on the dog, but they wouldn't bite. They wouldn't embed. And then we knew we had one that the ticks were not going to bite. <laughs> Having said that, nothing is foolproof. Perfecto is not foolproof. 
Advantage is not foolproof. Revolution is not foolproof. Pet Grocer's defense spray is not foolproof. There's always going to be what they consider breakthrough, bites, and <clears throat> that is to be expected. We want to reduce the number of occurrences as much as possible. Where I really love the bug sprays, I mean, I obviously love ours because we've tested it and mm. I've tested it on my own human family and my own pets. I, I love that a lot because I really get freaked out by black flies and deer flies and horse flies and mosquitoes. I don't like them landing on me or my pets. And this is a really effective way to keep those guys away. So that's really powerful and exciting for me, as well as uh, preventing any of the challenges from fleas and ticks. Yeah, it's actually, it's stunning how effective uh, botanical alternatives, essential oil alternatives can be. I, I mean, pr previously I had been a spot treatment user and then one year I, I started asking more questions and then you start reading the insert and it's like, don't touch it. Don't go near it if you're pregnant. Don't let kids touch your dog after you put it on. And thinking about all of that really started freaking me out. I was like, well, if I can't even touch it, then why am I squirting it on, <laughs> on my poor dog? Yeah. And I, I made the mistake that year of saying, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to do it this year. He's going to be great. He was not great. He ended up getting fleas and the, the infestation, the poor guy, he was allergic to them. So of course, you know, go to that hundred dollars later of getting him looked at and getting him skin creams and then going home and saying, okay, well, I need to come up with an actual defensive plan. And I ended up trying essential oil products and have not used a spot treatment since. And it's been incredible. And I just wish as, as an early dog owner that either someone had mentioned it or, <laughs> or an article yeah. landed in my lap. Because when you often, you know, when you're, you go to the store, you go to your vet, you, you feel like you see the commercials on TV, like you say, you feel like you only have one option, have fleas yes. or these spot treatments. And it's pretty exciting to understand how effective safer alternatives can be. Um, they may not be as quick and one time simple once a month as a squirt treatment, but the, the effects of having a healthier home and a healthier pet. And as you said, a spray you can use on everybody. Like I bought the yeah. spray for the dog. We all use it now. <laughs> so it's kind of a one-stop, you know, anti-bug solution for our home, which is nice. Even my husband, who is not a, you know, he's like, eh, essential oils. I'm not so sure. But every spring, he's like, where's the bug spray? Where's the bug spray? Yeah. Can you make me another bottle of bug spray? Yeah, he's he's not going to go without it because they really attack him and he just cannot stand it. And he's out there doing stuff all the time and sweating yeah. and having a beer, which makes you even more attractive to a lot of mosquitoes. And he's just can't live without that bug spray, which and I really am happy to know that I can have it around my son who has sensitivities. Mm -hmm. um, he has uh, autoimmune disease and he can't have a lot of exposure to a lot of different things. And I can use this safely on him. And he is not as delicious to bugs then and around <laughs> pets and everyone gets it. Now you had mentioned too about yeah. spot treatments. And I don't know if people realize they're literally an insecticide. They, they're yes. pesticides. It, it's pesticides. It's a chemical pesticide that goes systemically in the blood system of the animal. And people are told to do it every month 
even mm-hmm. though the manufacturer recommends it every 45 days. And the reason really? why they recommend it every month is so that you remember to do it because wow. it's easy for people to remember, oh, it's the first of the month, I'm going to do yeah. it. So you have a 15-day, sometimes 15-day crossover yeah. where you've doubled up hmm. that insecticide in the body. You are poisoning their body in order to poison the bugs. Bugs. Yeah. Where with your essential oils, you are not poisoning the body. And like you said, the, the trade-off is that you have to spray them every time you go out. Yeah. Right. And, and that's the way it is. I live in the country and we have ticks and fleas like crazy. We actually went to go one day. My son was taking a course about wild harvesting certain things. So we went to go get some nettle and we went outside to get it. And it was literally, there was a stock literally covered from top to bottom in ticks. Oh and then we were gosh. like, let's not harvest today. <laughs> this is very scary. And it's yeah. right on my property where my dogs run around. Oh, and wow. we did, we typically do not get ticks and fleas. And I don't spray her every day. Now, admittedly, she has the best of all the fresh foods, right? And lots of exercise and all the things that help your immune system be strong so you're not a good host. Um, But having said that, I'm not adamant about spraying her every time. If she became a target, if for some reason her immune system wasn't as strong Mm. and I saw that she was was being targeted by bugs more frequently, yes, I would make an effort. Every time she goes out, give her a spritz before we go. If Mm -hmm. we're going on a walk, we give her a spritz. And I don't typically do the whole body. I do like the undercarriage around the legs where they're most typically going to come up and climb up the body, right? And we do the same thing. Like in the height of the season, I will adjust how often I apply based on what's happening in our yard. Yes. Yeah. There are times when it's just, you know, or some years we just have like an insane bumper crop of mosquitoes and it's just absurd. Uh, so she'll get sprayed more often, but usually it's like every two to three days, I try to refresh the spray. Um, I've also found one of the biggest things that have helped us within our home um, and in our yard is being proactive about defending our yard against these pests as well, making sure we don't have those water sources for the mosquitoes to breed, actually looking for safe products that treat the yard and actually kill fleas and mosquitoes on contact. And um, I have been able to find some of those and they've been not only great for our dog, but wonderful for us. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm, when the mosquito mm-hmm. population drops, um, it's, ha- it's a good time for everybody. Um, and just making sure that you're, you're taking those steps to, uh, to keep your home safe, you know, vacuuming often. And, um, I'll often just spray the same essential oils that are going on my dog around her bed and kind of Mm -hmm. around her sofa area. It also repels the ants and sometimes the spiders, which I'm also thrilled about. (laughs) It's funny. We have a lot of people who, who use the spray and they say, could I make one for them? That's just a room spray because they use it as a room spray in the house because they love the smell of it. So they just like walk around spraying. They're like, can you make just like some pet friendly, safe room sprays? I'm like, sure I can. Yes, I for sure I can do that. But it's really nice to have that just as a a refresher around the house. You're right. It makes a big difference. And it's like, we have an older home uh, and every spring we get ants. So I have a a cedar oil based yard spray that we use um, that. I bring in from the States because Canada has a very strict policy about what they consider, even though it's not an insecticide, apparently cedar oil isn't allowed to cross the border. So certain concentrations. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I buy that and I walk around our house with it and I spray the house and it, the, the drop in the amount of ants that come into our home is so drastic. It's insane. Like within 48 hours, they've completely 
like our house is not enjoyable to them anymore. So I spray the outside, I spray the inside, I treat stuff and it's incredible how effective the essential oils are. And I would never use a chemical on our dog or in our yard again. Once you see it. Yeah. Once you see yeah. it, how, how powerful it can be, even it, you can even make your own kind of homemade version of that. Yeah. If you wanted to do a mixture of, um, <laughs> of, of the cedar, uh, I would use the Atlas cedar or cedar wood essential mm-hmm. oil, and then you can mix it with alcohol and um, spring water or distilled yes. water and then put it in a spray bottle. And now, so when you do it, you have to have the alcohol because the essential oils and water don't mix, right? Oil and water, right. we know that they don't mix. So in order to make that essential oil be able to disperse in an easier manner, we have to put it into alcohol mm-hmm. and that makes it disperse. So, I mean, the higher proof alcohols are great, but most people just have access to something like a vodka type proof mm-hmm. alcohol. So go get some alcohol, some vodka and um, put that your essential oil into that. Shake it up really, really, really well to try and disperse it as much as possible. Then add your distilled water, uh, which is preferable, but spring water you could do too. Mm-hmm. And then put that in a spray bottle and spray your perimeter. Yeah. Now, personally, if it was me, because I also have a, an aversion to spiders, I would do cedar and peppermint because okay. there's lots of, sh- I actually spray my, my bedroom <laughs> with a peppermint because yeah. I'm like, I just need to be able to sleep without spiders accessing. I, I live in the country. Yeah. There's a lot of spiders. <laughs> so just stay out of my bedroom and there you can have the rest of the house. But yeah, you can totally do that with just to make your, make your own at home. Right. Yeah. 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 So I'm, yeah, I, I'm grateful that I had that flea catastrophe that pushed me to do some very serious research into what my alternative methods were. And I wish mm-hmm. I had known you at the time because it, it was, it was hard to weed through all the information and mm-hmm. finally find something. Um, and now that pet grocer has their own line too, that's super convenient. Um, and like you said, it does smell wonderful, but like Lucy has not had any issues with ticks. Um, if I know that we're going into a heavily wooded area, we have friends that have a beautiful hiking path that is also covered in ticks. You know, I make sure I spray her paws in her underbelly and all those areas where mm-hmm. they love to, to go. And she gets an mm-hmm. extra dose of her, her bug spray, but we have led a flea free, comfortable lifestyle, just, you know, using safe products. Yes. It takes a yep. little bit of extra time, but no more than if you were applying bug spray to yourself to go outside. Exactly. And, yep. if and I do. Ourselves, then yep. why, you know, it's just another yep. family member. Yep. I totally spray myself too, because I'm, I'm, I'm extremely bug adverse, which is weird living in the country. And to be so like, I, literally, if, sometimes if I don't put it on uh-huh. and I go out and I'm like, surely I can just get out to the chickens and back again. Nope. Um, <laughs> and I get like targeted by a horsefly or a deer fly. I scream and run to the house. Oh no. (laughs) It's terrible. People can see me and I'm like screaming and running. Ah, And then I spray myself and then I'm like, yeah, now now go ahead and try and get me. Uh, One thing I wanted to mention though, is it's important to remember that if you're going to use natural products Mm -hmm. like this, your veterinarians are, their concern for you too is heartworm. Heartworm is in our area. It's not prevalent. I saw a post the other day, someone saying, oh, heartworm prevalent in our area. No, it's not prevalent in our area. Florida, Texas, places yeah. that are really warm. That's it's where you find stuff. Around. Yes. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's not prevalent here, but it is here. Yeah. So it is to be aware of. Uh, now there are, of course, treatments for it. Treatments mm-hmm. are harsh, um, but we don't want our preventative to be just as harsh as the treatment. That is yeah. not, we're trying to avoid that. So what I do with my pets is I make sure that I go into my veterinarian every April yep. and I get them tested for heartworm. 
And then I like to do it again in the fall just to make sure I'm catching all the life cycles of those heartworms Mm -hmm. so that I make sure that I'm not having anything where we're too late in this, in the catching it. Right. And I really recommend that people don't skip that. It's important that you go in and you get the blood test done. It's a really fast, quick test. Um, I do recommend that if you're already going and getting the blood draw, you might as well get a full blood chemistry pulled on your pets because it's really valuable information year over year over year to see what's changing um, for your pet. We see this especially when we do our consults where Mm -hmm. people can, if they have that blood work, it gives us so many clues about what's changing for that animal well before they're symptomatic. It's a really powerful piece of information. Yes. So in heartworm season is a perfect time to remember to do it because you're already going in and you're already getting your blood drawn. Okay. So something to consider. No, it is a very good there. And it is something that we always do um, as well because yeah, it's it's easy enough to to catch something and it, why not be proactive mm-hmm. and just make sure everything you're doing is good. And if you do end up with um, a heartworm situation, catching it early is so important because the, mm-hmm. the longer you wait, the bigger the worms get and the harder they are too. Yeah, the worm load kit is very important. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So go see your vet and tell them, please do the blood work mm-hmm. and then come and see Pet Grocer or your other well-researched local store and find a solution that is a safer alternative for you and your family to prevent all the biting insects from getting you and getting your pets. Now, with the cats, yes. just a quick caveat <laughs> that we have learned is um, cats, roughly 85% of them have a genetic marker that has them respond to catnip, which we all know, cats and the catnip pillows and it's yes. so much fun. So using catnip in a bug spray, you put it on cats, <laughs> can be challenging. So uh, we've made a, a feline version that does not have any catnip in it. So the cats are not kind of attacking each other. And <laughs> you smell great. <laughs> you smell a lot like what I want to be on top of right now. Yeah. So just if you are using your products for cats, make sure that you are picking something that doesn't have catnip in it to make life easy for the 85% of those kitties that have the genetic marker that predisposes them to really enjoy catnip. Nice. Well, it's a good reminder to get ready for flea season because it looks like spring is moving in. Early spring. Yeah. And the, the sooner the temperatures warm, the sooner all the insects in our life will start hatching and coming out of the woodwork mm-hmm. sometimes very literally. And uh, yeah, it's good to be prepared. So yep. get your bugs ready. It doesn't have to be very warm for those bugs to start showing mm. up. I can't remember if it's four or eight degrees. I feel like it's eight degrees Celsius. And once it's eight degrees Celsius, they're potentially up and at them. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have been cooped up all winter. So we are also trying to get up and at them. And out we go, mm-hmm. wanting to make sure that we're in that nice, fresher air. And we can totally do it. And let's do it safely. That sounds good. Thank you, Jen. Have a great spring. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That is well. <laughs> Do you want to learn more about giving your pet a fresh lifestyle? If so, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can also check out petgrocer.ca and sign up for our once a month newsletter for updates and information. Thanks for listening. Information shared on Get Fresh with Jen at Pet Grocer is for informational purposes only. 
No food, product, treatment, or service mentioned should be considered to be healthcare advice, and it is not intended to be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or to replace the recommendation or prescription of your pet's veterinarian.